Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. This is the podcast that celebrates films we reckon might be underrated, underappreciated, just those films that you think might deserve a little bit more love. I'm your host for this week, Alice Oliver. With me, as always, is Josh Hallam, and it was his turn to pick the film this week, and he went with Kindergarten Cop from 1990. So let's get straight to it. So then, Josh, how how are you doing this week? How are you feeling? I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I've got I've got a bit of a headache. Oh no, a headache! <gasps> yeah. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's a you know quote in the film. Easy pickings. Yeah, you're eating everybody's lunches. It's, you know, there's loads of them, Alice. We could do them all. Let's just you do that for half an hour. Could be the full um, episode, couldn't it? Yeah, it could, it could. And that's what the people want, apparently. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Um, thank you very much for everyone for listening at home. Just a quick one before we get started. Um, if you want a little bit of extra content from us, if you want access a day early, ad-free episodes, extended episodes, all that sort of stuff, head on over to patreon.com forward slash justfilms and that, and you'll find us there. A little bit of stuff, all tiers start at a pound and then work up from there. And they all include ad-free extended episodes, which you will get a day early. Anyway, Alice, Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. So you chose this one, Josh. It's from 1990, listeners. So spoiler warnings if you haven't seen it. So do tell us, Josh, what is Kindergarten Cop (laughs) about and why did you pick it? It is a uh, meditation on the Russian Revolution through Ooh. the eyes it's very complex no honest watch negative he's a big cop he's a big austrian cop he's big he's buff um he's also on the hunt for a drug dealer who he thinks is hunting down his wife and child who went into sort of hiding in a small town where he goes to try and find out where the mother is because he doesn't know who and in the meantime has to pose as a kindergarten teacher at the same time and do you know what alice comedy ensues it sure does it sure sure does does. uh so that is what it's about why did i pick it okay well a few reasons we've done i believe although i'm famously have gotten this wrong many times we've done two arnie films before which is true lies and terminator 2 okay are we sure are we sure i think so and i just those two i thought well let's see the other side of arnie which Uh is the comedy side so i picked this because of that reason also 
as far as I was aware, right, and I don't know if you'll have this perception as well, but this was, in my mind, a fairly beloved family comedy. Would you agree? Is that how you feel about it? So it was, I was, I was, I was sort of on the fence with this because just to give you, just to give you some backstory, this was very, very popular in my house growing up. We had, you know, the we didn't have the VHS. We had it recorded off the telly. It did say kindergarten cop on the tape. So we got the name right and we loved it. And it's all, it's also on my list. So it's been on my list as well because oh. I thought maybe it was underrated. But what I thought was that maybe it was a bit too silly right. and that maybe like, you know, when you look back in your mind without actually watching a film, but you try and remember your memories about it, how you felt about it and what you could sort of think about it. And I thought, oh, yeah, it was it's a bit of fun, but it's probably not a very good film in terms of how it's made, how mm. it's constructed, cinematic techniques and all that sort of thing. So I was a bit on the fence about it. Right, so, right. So. Obviously, because this was on my list already, I have already seen the critical reception. Right, okay, I which... can't remember exactly what yeah. it was because this has been on my list for ages. Mm. So I would have checked the critical reception a long time ago. So I will still guess. But if I get it bang on, that's probably a little bit <laughs> of cheating why. because it's in there somewhere. <laughs> it's in my brain somewhere, right? So I was a bit on the fence about it. But when you picked it, I was so excited. Yeah, I was yeah. so excited. Yeah. We loved this when I was a kid. I loved it when I was a kid. I hadn't seen it since I've been an adult. So I was right. just fascinated to go back and watch it. So, yeah. So I picked it then because I thought it was a fairly beloved family film. And like you've touched on there, it's pretty poorly rated. It's not mm -hmm. like, it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like Speed 2 or whatever, but it's pretty, oh <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not, it's not as highly rated as I think. So I think it's underrated. Mm -hmm. Before we go on as well, can you tell me something has happened this week that also happened last week? There's a oh, massive shit. coincidence, okay. but what is the similarity between this week's film and last week's film, which was Ghostbusters? The similarity is, oh God, I'm so bad at this. Uh, the similarity, is there so? Is there an anniversary? You, do you know, he's doing the charades. He's doing charades <laughs> at me, listeners. He's trying to help me along. Who, Mate, who's, the who's, like, who, who's the boss on a film? The director. Okay. What so, has the director done something? Have it's they the just same director. So the same director of Ghostbusters directed Kindergarten Cop, which oh! I did not know when I picked it. But yeah, well, Ivan that's Reitman. Interesting. Yeah, so we've got two of Ivan Reitman's films back to back. But Ivan Reitman Let directed this go. and Ghostbusters. <laughs> so and also, if you look at one point, Arnie goes into Dominic's room and he's got Ghostbusters bedding. I did notice that. Yeah. <laughs> I did notice that. I was like, so oh, that's that was funny because like, oh, we've just yeah, been watching Ghostbusters. Just uh, ah. just selling that bedding. So was this? Is this the first time you're seeing this in like years, or have yeah, you got this on probably, regular rotation? No, it's not like a. It's it's not it's not like a. It's not a tumor. No, it's not. It's not. It's not, it's not something that like I watch religiously. But okay. no, I must. It's been a good few years, maybe five, six. I don't know, but oh, okay. a while well, since but, I but since I've watched this. But you have seen it since you were an adult. Yeah, and it's oh, not. It's not one I've seen millions and millions of times. It wasn't mm -hmm. a big one in my house. It wasn't not a big one or anything like that. But it was. I've probably seen this maybe two or three times before. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah, interesting. So, so I thought so, you were like me and that it was just like a big deal in your house when you were a kid. So did you see it for the first time when you were a kid? Or were I you think, a bit yeah, older? Yeah, yeah. So I must have... Oh, not did, not yeah. obviously when it came out because I'd be too young, but I must have seen it. I was like, 
seven or eight, something like that. So, okay. so I did see it when I was a kid, and I've seen it since. You know, it's, it's one of those films that's quite often on telly. So mm-hmm. it is a one of those. That's what I mean. I thought it was a classic family film. Right. I thought yeah, it was yeah, up yeah. there with with all the you know other classic family films, but it, the ratings say otherwise. So, so I was really interested to go back and watch it with with a more critical eye. Obviously, okay. you you have seen it much more than me. So yes, but but oh, only on. as a child. And I've That's never true, seen actually, it as yeah. an adult. Yeah. Which, so I was Just a couple excited. of adults talking about kindergarten cop then. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of actual <laughs> human grown-ups. All right, so let's get to it then. So okay. tell me so tell me your general consensus first and then get into the meat of why you liked it. I think it's brilliant. Do you? I think this film is brilliant. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. almost, I think it is almost pitch perfect in terms oh, of a wow. family, in terms of a family film. Mm-hmm. It may play a little young. Which is why I make, like you say, I wonder if it plays more towards the Beethoven end in terms of the comedy than like a like a, a Pixar or something like that. But I disagree with that. I just think that might be the perception, like you say, of that. Oh, this is silly. Do you know what I mean? Rather than mm-hmm. rather than there's jokes in there for for the adults. Well, there is jokes in there for the adults, which we'll which we'll come on to. But no, I thought the main strength of this film for me is is the use of genre, audience expectation, and structure. So. I think I'm right in thinking this was possibly the first, not maybe not the first comedy Arnold Schwarzenegger did, but the first more family orientated comedy he did. But I might be wrong. Either way, point still stands that it plays on that expectation. So it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. So we get what we expect from an Arnold Schwarzenegger film in terms of the action, the one line is the cheesiness, particularly at the start. And then when the plot kicks in, it completely swivels. So in terms of like, at first it's all gray and brown and it's in LA and it's, you know, it's gritty and he's a cop on the edge and all that. And then before you know it, we're in a kindergarten classroom. It's colorful. There's kids everywhere and, and, you know, and that sort of stuff. And that's when it really pivots into comedy. And it sounds really probably daft to say, and I'm stating the obvious here, but a big Austrian bodybuilder looking after kids just works really well for comedy. It sure so, does. It, it sure does. And it's self-aware. You know, when you when you read the trivia for this, it's like, oh, it was offered to this person, it was offered to this person. It ain't working half as well if it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's just not. If that's Bill Murray or Eddie Murphy, or, you know, I think half of the funniness is the fact that it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, so I love that. It is a family film. It's got heartwarming bits, particularly with the kids. And it's got like that idea of, you know, punching the air moments and things like that. You know, the bit where, the bit where he hits the dad is like, is like Arnold's version of catching Thor's hammer in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That you hit the kid, I hit you. I was like, yeah, I want, I, honestly, this part of me was thought, honestly, when he hits the dad, every time I think, take him apart. Yeah, absolutely. Just but tell the kids, tell the kids yeah. to leave the room and I yeah. want to watch Arnold's watch naked to take this guy apart yeah, for like absolutely. 10 minutes, breaking every bone. Mm-hmm. as he goes along sorry that went a bit dark there but yeah it's funny in different ways as well so you know the turns of the kids are great like they, they use kids really well in this there's only one kid that actually really has to do any real acting which is dominic who is great mm-hmm. in this he's played by two twin boys um but the other kids are pretty much just being kids mm-hmm. it's like there's no script do you know what i mean there's just apparently there's bits where you know they ask them they asked them what their dads do for a job. And apparently that's not scripted. They just said what their dad does. Oh, that's so, cute. So like the whole that's my dad sits cute. at home and watches TV mm-hmm. because obviously you, 
you're you don't see what your dad does for a job. So mm-hmm. what you see your dad doing is sitting watching TV when he gets home from work or, or or whatever. There's good sort of you know it's a fish out of water story, so that's funny as well in terms of Arnold Schwarzenegger being again big Austrian bodybuilder. But then you've got the physical comedy as well, and 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 that sort of stuff. There's just there's some great lines in there as well, particularly mm-hmm. from Phoebe O'Hara, who's his partner. I think she's like a really great supporting character. Lots of snappy lines. All the lines that everyone knows. It's not a tomb. You're eating everybody's lunches. All that. Who's your daddy and what does he do? Who's all, your all... daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a policeman. I'm a princess. Uh, <laughs> all that's a, the one that makes me laugh and I've forgotten about it is Mommy's not married. Yeah, he's like, not married, <laughs> Mom. He's not married, yeah. Mom. <laughs> I just like proper, proper cracks me up. So yeah. I just, the use of genre is brilliant. Love the fact that actually it's quite a good detective story. Mm-hmm. Because he goes and he has to essentially find out who Cullen Crisp, the villain's ex-wife and the mother of his kid is. And he thinks it might be this person, does a bit of digging, mm-hmm. it's not. And he goes through that once or twice before he realises who it is. So I've got to just chime in with that, right? Because, oh, go on, so, go on. Sorry, so I've waffled few... and waffled there. No, no, it's okay. So th- there's a few things about this film that I only noticed for the first time this time around, right? And this will give you listeners a bit of insight into how fucking dense I can be, right? <laughs> You know when he's saying, who oh, is your daddy or what does he do? Yeah. And asking, oh, how many of you were born in Astoria? Or how many of you were yeah, born yeah, in California yeah. and all this? I didn't realise that's him trying to find trying out to who the out. kid is. <laughs> he's and just who's asking got, them. And who's got the dad. I thought it was just like, oh, yeah, you know, that's what you ask primary school kid or, yeah. you know, kindergarten kids. Well, and I suppose it is as well. Like, we all had the whole thing of like, what does your dad do? And, and Sure, and exactly, all, right, all exactly. That. And I just never, ever put two and two together. I was like, oh, he's just being, you know, that's just all he knows. <laughs> like a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, exactly. And I only <laughs> noticed it this time around. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, no, carry on. Please no, do. Well, well, well. Let's give you a chance to say something because I've waffled on there okay. for like ten minutes. So, 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 <laughs> so, what about you? You know, I've got a few other bits, but they're probably touching on some of the things that you've you've put as well. So, what else? What what do you, watching this again as a grown up with a critical eye and for a podcast recording? What did you like about it? So, in general, I think it is just a well made film. Like I had some reservations. I like completely I completely agree. It is though, isn't it? It's actually good. It's a good film. Um, I had some reservations about going in. Uh, like I said, because I thought, what is this going to be like? Is it going to be unbearable? Is it only good in my memory? That sort of thing. But I genuinely thought it was just so much better than it has any right to be. I think we've got some pretty good performances here across the board. And it's like this part was written for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. Like it just suits him down to a T because of all Feels the Feels like it is, isn't it? hundred percent. And because of all the baggage he comes with, like with Terminator and the more action hero stuff, to have him in that environment is just, it's just amusing. Yeah, it's just fish out of water. It's just funny. Yeah, the most extreme version of it. I think it strikes the balance of drama and comedy really well. I think the script is pretty decent. All the kids are doing such a great job. And the end is like traumatic and dramatic. And then at times we also see this really tender and sentimental side of Arnie that Mm. we just don't usually see, right? So I'll go into a bit more detail about a couple of these things, but there was a lot. There was a lot, a lot that I liked about this, right? Right, right, okay. I'm going to start with the story and the concept. So it is just really good. I think that for some families, 
this is a great family film. And it's interesting what you said there about you thinking it plays to the younger side. But I think the opposite. Obviously, you've got the kids in kindergarten who are very young and that will appeal to the younger kids in a family. So but I'll some just, of it... I'll just correct myself, actually. I didn't yeah, mean on. it plays younger. I think the perception is that it plays younger. The perception is So I think younger. people think, oh, got it's just yeah. silly. It's with kids. He's it's with little kids. kids, so it's silly. Yeah. I don't think it is playing. I think it's a little bit muddled, which we'll come back to. But sorry, go on, go on. No, I, I, complete, I completely see what you mean. But then when you think about like the end sequence, especially like that shootout in the school, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 that's traumatic. Like that's yeah. dark. And there's a few other moments as well when Arnie's being the cop that are pretty dark as well and people getting murdered. Like Addiction, just, deals with addiction. Addiction, yeah. yeah. And, and um, you know, the drug dealer sort of cartel and that yeah. in, in LA and gun violence and all that. 90s ponytails. 90s ponytails, yeah, which big, just no child should ever suits. have to endure. <laughs> big, know, massive 90s massive suits, suits that you think. Massive suits. The uniforms in the World Wars were lighter than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good, funny Chris with his uh, with his fashion sets. But with, with all that, I think there is enough of the lighter stuff going on and the humour with the kids. And because of the humour with the kids, it never gets too dark. And I think there's another two key things that are at play here that really help this along. And the first is that Arnie just seems and feels like an unstoppable force. Like if he's on your side, then you're all good. So because he wants to keep this kid safe and keep Joyce safe, you genuinely just feel like he is going to keep them safe and that the peril is never really that extreme because you don't question his ability to do mm. his job. So you just know that, oh, everything will obviously turn out right in the end because Arnie's on their side. Because look at him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then the other thing is, and I think we'll touch on this a little bit more in the dislikes as well because I've got a bit more context for this, but the villains are almost one-dimensional. They're mm. almost one-dimensional. Crisp and his mum, they are a little bit sort of Disney-esque, like mm. we are just Partic the bad guys. Particularly the mum. Yeah, oh, for she's, sure. She's she, basically well, a wicked witch, isn't she? Well, I think Phoebe calls her Cruella at one point yeah. as well or something. <laughs> yeah, she does, yeah. So I think because of that, because because they are a bit like that, then it makes it a bit more child-friendly in that regard because it's like, oh, you just need to stop the bad guys and that's all there is to it. Uh, moving on from that, so I really like John Kimball's character development and I like the relationships that he forges with the people around him, whether that's with Rachel or Joyce, the kids, the other teachers at the school and Phoebe. He gets them to like him without truly having to compromise who he is, even though he is undercover. Like he, So he's pretending to be a teacher, but he still feels very much like he's being John Kimball. Mm. The only thing that he's sort of fibbing about is his actual identity but it never feels like he's lying about his personality so never all the uses relationships, a fake name either which is weird i do <laughs> find that a bit weird when you're going undercover he oh, makes, are you use a fake he, at name? one point he's so austrian he makes his american partner pretend to be austrian yeah no she does that of her own because well, she, does, yeah, yeah. she, does, she doesn't want to cock block him so nope. she says that <laughs> she's his sister because they're men are being husband to bang and one wife. of your kids dad their mums yeah it's fine well, because they, they, they insinuate that they're meant to be undercover as husband and wife at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she reads that situation with Joyce. And she's like, I am his sister. I <laughs> thought, good, that is fucking good wingman and in that. he's actually Austrian. Yeah. Not in other Arnie films, like, here's Jake, all-American FBI <laughs> agent. <laughs> Whereas yeah. in this, he's just like, yeah. I'm from Austria. He says he's from Austria, yeah. Yeah, and they're in Astoria. So yeah. that confused me a bit <laughs> when I was a kid. yeah. Uh, so I really like the character. I think all his relationships feel really genuine, uh, feel really real, and the development of them, I think, is really interesting and 
is really engaging and the script around all that is very successful. I think the kid, so Dominic or Colin Jr., is an excellent piece of casting. So he looks like Crisp. And I completely believe that that kid is the product of Joyce and Crisp. Twins, I think that really it? helps. Two, two boys. I know, yeah. yeah. And I think that really helps with the immersion. And he isn't a bad actor at all, considering no. how young he must be. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, they're And great, just finally. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So the climax of the film, like I've, I've touched on this, so the fire in the school and then the subsequent shootout between Phoebe and John and Chris and his mum is unbelievably tense. It's violent and it's traumatising. Chris turns his gun on his own son at one point and that's where that's the level that his obsession has taken him. And it's not just traumatising for Dominic and the other kids, but Crisp's mum walks into the school, she walks past some lockers and is greeted with the sight of her dead son slumped up against the wall. And the film in has a, in established a big suit with a ponytail. Exactly. So you know it's him. There's a, you know there's no mistaken identity in there. Yeah, well, it's, it can only be him in the 90s, couldn't it? And the film has already established that they have this very close and kind of weird, maybe a little bit abusive and intense relationship with one another. And even though she's one of the villains of the story, I think you really feel that moment with her. Like at the end of the day, in that moment, she is just a mother who is so obsessed with family, Mm -hmm. looking at her dead son. And because there is so much light and laughter and joy in the rest of the film, the the whole sequence just feels unbelievably brutal. But I do think it works, and I don't think it feels misplaced or it doesn't stand out in a negative way at all. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. I actually think the guy, so Richard Tyson plays Cullen Crisp. I actually think he's really good in this. I've only seen him in one other thing, which is he's got a very brief role when there's something about Mary. Really? But But... 
I think he's really good in this because I think the villains are a bit one-dimensional, but I think he mm-hmm. he brings him to life quite interestingly. Sort of what he's doing seems to be motivated by love for his little boy, right? Mm-hmm. So it's quite interesting because because he's he is a villain. Obviously, he's a horrible guy with a ponytail and a big nighty suit, but he his his whole plan, there's no plan of like there's a sort of hint that he actually wants his ex-wife and son because she nicked a million quid off him. Three, but three actually, million dollars. Three million dollars. Three million dollars. But yeah. but actually, did she didn't? Mm. He just he just wants he just wants us to see his son. So mm. I I I quite liked his performance. I thought he brought some quite interesting vulnerability to him towards the end, mm. which I which I really liked. So, and and you know he's got ponytail and a big nighty soup. Is there anything else for you? Anything else? Uh, that's it for me. I mean, there's there's loads of other things, but those yeah. are the main things <laughs> that I wanted to get out there. All right, then, so we'll move on now then to talking about anything we didn't like about the film or perhaps anything we would change. And we are level-headed, balanced people here on this podcast. So I do think there is going to be a discussion here, but it'll be interesting to hear what mm. Josh has to say. So go on. What, what What are you thinking with this? So I, I've got three points with sort of two bigger points and one little point. Do you want to hear the little point first or the two bigger points? No, go go big, and then we'll wind yeah. down. So the big, so the two big ones. So first of all, and I suspect you might have at least one of these on yours, but you might not. I never know. Um, I think there's a similar issue to Ghostbusters in this. We've already touched on it a little bit in that the, there's a bit where they blur the lines of who's this for. Mm-hmm. So there are bits in it where there's a bit of a sex scene where he w- walks in on his partner and her fiance. There's bits where you clearly see drugs and drug use, not Mm -hmm. explicitly, but you see it changing hands and stuff like that. And I think you can probably skirt around those issues without it taking anything away from the story. He could have walked in on O'Hara and her partner doing something else. So they could have made a joke where it sounds like they're getting down to it, but when he walks in, they're eating a lovely big pizza. Do you know what I mean? Which, or, which is almost, which is kind of almost what it was because she had a bowl of, of yeah. pasta, didn't she? But yeah. then they were naked. Yeah, also. so just, it yeah. doesn't need to be. So, yeah. and you know, no, I've not got kids, but knowing that sort of thing, it's like kids are going to go, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Whereas if they're just clothed and it's the same joke, it's the same joke, it doesn't take anything away from it equally. The stuff with the with the victim, it doesn't need to show the drug exchange or anything like that. It's clear that she's a vulnerable person. Yeah, by the we way, see her dead but, body as well. Yeah, don't we? yeah, and we see yeah. that as well. And there is a bit of violence in it, but I don't think the violence in it. You know, would would this would that violence in this bother me when I was like eight? No, don't think so. So so I don't think that's neither here neither here nor there. Equally as well, there's obviously a bit of a, of abuse. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, touched upon with with one of the kids and his dad mm-hmm. particularly his dad but i think it might be both parents but um i i don't think that needed to be taken out because i actually think it's probably quite important to put stuff like that in a film if kids mm-hmm. are going to watch it but yeah the sort of the sexier scene the drug scene i just it wasn't needed and i think if you take them out that's the only thing for me with the fam- with the family you know that, that detracts it away from being purely almost a, almost a pitch perfect family film mm-hmm. the other thing as well is that um, I think there's an unnecessary love story with so, with Joyce and and Kimball. I just don't oh, think yeah. they needed to get together. I think I think that they could have. It's nice that it has a happy ending, but I feel like the love story between them is a little bit tacked on. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like you know, does he stay and become a real kindergarten teacher? Does he go back mm-hmm. to LA? If so, how does that work? Because yeah, 
Crisps is dead at the end, but you know, it doesn't mean his associates aren't going to know who she is. And also it's put out there that Crisps said to everyone, oh, she's got millions of pounds, of, uh, millions of dollars of my money. So she'd still be a target. So he's not going to live out there after it with her in LA, is he? So yeah. I just thought I'm, I'm probably waffling too much about the intricacies of, of the real world implications of kindergarten cop. Yeah, but I, I think that, yeah, I thought those were a bit tacked on. The little thing as well is I suppose... <laughs> He does sort of intimidate the witness. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, which is a bit <laughs> like, well, I know he does it for the greater good and it's to save mm-hmm. a kid and all that, but it's, it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it for me. I think the main issue, the, the love story and the, the witness thing I've mentioned there, you know, they may, maybe they're here nor there. Family films do tend to have, you know, then they kiss at the end and they walk off mm-hmm. into the sunset sort of thing. But it's the, it's the, the, the moulding, the, the 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 blurring of the lines in terms of the genre and who it's for for me. I, I just think it could have got around that. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think would I have asked we would I would I have asked my parents awkward questions about this if I watched it when I was seven or eight? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would. But it is it must be a PG or a U. So it, I mean, it, it's got to at least be a PG. But yeah, we see so, people getting shot. Like, I know. I know. Yeah. Proper yeah. shot. Um, but that is it from me. What about you? Yeah. So I touched on our villains a little bit earlier and there were times where it felt like they were just a bit one-dimensional, like they are just the bad guys, they are mean and evil and only out for themselves and have no redeemable qualities, it seems. But like I also said, there are some indications that Crisp's mum was in some way abusive to him, like when he mentions that she used to give him way too much medicine and basically try and shield him from too much sickness or harm. Mm. So the relationship there is odd. And sometimes you may be able to understand why Crisp is the way he is. But I think maybe we just needed a bit more to them. Like maybe just one more layer of motivation or personality so that they aren't just the bad people. However, because the film, like you say, I'm really pleased that you call it a family film because that is what I thought going in. And I think if you are keeping it as a family film, then having the bad characters be like that does make a little bit more sense. That they are just like these Disney-esque villains. Here are very clearly the bad guys. Here are very clearly the good guys. So I sort of get it. But I, as an adult viewer, probably could have done with a little bit more from them. Yeah. So following on from what you said about the love story that's kind of shoehorned in there a little bit. So I really don't love that John kisses Joyce when she is in a moment of extreme vulnerability. Like she has just found out that Crisp is on the way. Dominic has gone missing literally moments before. So it feels like a real abuse of power on his part. And I think it would have been much better if the first time they had kissed was at the very end, the end after yeah. he's got out of the hospital and he goes back to the school. Does and he everyone's sort of do feeling... it to calm her down? I, 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 I don't know, because like she is calm by that point because it's after... Obviously, we see her being very panicky because Dominic's gone missing. They come back mm. to the house. Dominic goes to bed and they're having this moment and they kiss. And I'm like, that's just, that's not cool. Like, mm. she's so vulnerable. And I suppose if it is a family film as well, it's a bit of a weird thing to teach kids as well. It's, well, absolutely. And it's just, it just it, felt a bit unnecessary. I th- I feel like, but he, the thing is as well, when he's established at the beginning, He's not like a great guy, is he? No. Like he's a bit of a dirty cop. He doesn't beard, play by the rules and all this sort of thing. He's got a beard and his sunglasses yeah. big, and his trench big coat. coat. Yeah, he's so got a trench we, coat. So you know, so, so all the signs were there. So what about what about instead of kissing her to cheer her up, gives her a cuddle with the ferret? 
Uh, yeah, that could work. I mean, it worked with the kids. Worked so... with the kids. It probably would work with a distressed adult. Absolutely. I know Ferrets, your son's gone missing and you're murdering right, yeah. drug dealing ex-husbands on the way. Yeah. Would you like to cuddle this ferret? Have you seen my ferret? Yeah. Like, oh, actually, yeah, I would. What's ferret. his name? Don't know. We never don't say. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just the ferret. It's it? just the ferret. <laughs> so I could have done without that. It's a bit of an abuse of power. Wasn't great. And the other thing is, so John and Phoebe have loads of conversations about really sensitive information in very public and crowded places. So they're on the plane, they're in the restaurant, they're on mm. the street. And I know that we as the audience are asked to suspend our disbelief when we <sighs> enter the magical world of cinema. It just really <laughs> stuck out for me. And the thing that you said about them just using their real names. Just yeah. using their real names all the yeah. time when they're undercover. No and just one very, goes, very... that pretty massive guy there who doesn't like he got any experience with kids. Have you checked if he is actually a kindergarten teacher? That's no. probably fine, right? Yeah, I suppose fine. there's no Google, is there? It's 1990, so you're not going to be like, oh, look That's at this guy. He's been, he's been in front of the press for, for murdering witnesses or intimidating witnesses or whatever. Sorry, one final thing anyway. It's just, so obviously, shout out to the mother of the child who likes to play with dolls, who thinks that being a pervert is better than being a feminine boy who likes to play with dolls. She's in yeah. my dislikes as well. She was in Casper. She is. Oh, it's um, it's the villain for Casper, isn't it? Kathy yeah, Moriarty, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think, you know, I just think the answer to that is 1990. 90s. It's the 90s, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's moved it's on. It's the 90s. Boys, do not play with dolls. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, what are you, not a real man? I know, yeah. So Pick just, up this gun and go to the army. It just really, that just really stood yeah. out. It was like, you know, oh, outdated. It's before yeah. Billy Elliot. Everything changed after that. It's fine. We can be ballet dancers <laughs> if we want. <laughs> So we'll move on now then to talking about the critical reception and we'll see if we think that Kindergarten Cop is underrated. So a long, long time ago, when I put this film on my list, I did look at the critical reception because I thought, could Kindergarten Cop be underrated? I saw the scores and obviously I thought, yes. So <laughs> it's probably getting, I'm going to say overall it got like a high five, okay. like a 59 or a 5.9. What would I give it? I mean, I think this is getting at least a seven. Yeah, for, I was, so I, for me, this is an eight. This is an eight. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I Holy think this is it's just such a great family film. It's and all I'll say out there, if you do like this film and you listen to this, brace yourself oh, for this next bad? bit. I think bad? this is atrocious. I think this is... Okay. I We've had worse rated films than this, right? But I think yeah. based on what I think of the film versus the average score, I think this is this is pretty atrocious. So okay, go on, hit me with you it. Reckon, you reckon high five, but you give yeah. it a seven. That's what yeah. we're saying. And I'm saying I give it an eight. Right. So at the time of recording over on IMDb, this is the best of the scores. It gets 6.3. So, you know... Okay. It's not okay. massively bad. And if that was it across the board, I'd think, you know, it's still underrated, but it's not that bad. But mm -hmm. over on Rotten Tomatoes. And the biggest shock for me is the similarity between these two scores, because normally oh. there's a big disparity in this, but the critics mm -hmm. give it 53%. Ooh, okay. Let's give it a Brucey bonus. Do the audience give it higher or lower? Higher or uh, lower than 53? Higher or uh, lower? Higher or lower? I've, I've got to go, go lower because you're you doing go them low. second. You're I've got to go, go lower because yeah. you're doing That's them second. Well. That's what you've done well. That's what you've done well. The audience give it 52%. Oh, wow. So that what? averages out at 56%. Okay. So that is even 3% lower than what you think it got and you think that will be underrated. Yeah. yeah. It's underrated, that, isn't it? Come on. 
I think it is. It's it's real. This is really fascinating. It's almost like it's almost like people just looked at the DVD cover or DVD, sorry, VHS cover or the poster. <laughs> the cinema and poster. Thought, and just thought, oh, Arnie, you know, the Terminator in school. Nah, that's just going to be stupid. With without actually paying attention to the different things that have made this film, like the script, the performances, the story, the concept, all the things that are actually genuinely good about it. And am I right in thinking this is before Terminator 2, aren't I? Terminator is 91 in it, and this is, is 1990. Yeah, is it just after? So he sort of possibly he, filming at the same time. Yeah, right? <laughs> imagine that. In fact, I think he was. I think yeah. there's something on the IMDb trivia that he flew back and forth between them. Oh, but, wow. I mean, so, you know, he's famous at this point, mm-hmm. but he's not He's not Arnie of the mid-90s. Right. Right, where, you know, he is, he's, 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 he's like, he's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, after he left the WWE, but not, mm-hmm. but not, you know, Black Adam and, and Fast and Furious famous. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think, but I, you know, thing for me is, well, those scores, obviously some of them will have come in from the time, but some of them as well. I, I People are being mean about this. For me, that's criminally underrated. Yeah, I, criminally I agree. Underrated. I do think, I think, I think people are missing, they're just missing the good, the good in it and yeah. all the ways in which it is good, which is, yeah, I don't know. Because we both agree. We can't both be wrong, can we? <laughs> We've not when got that you due thing. Have we? <laughs> <laughs> when would we ever be wrong? Yeah, never. You're right. No, you're right. So, yeah, <laughs> Kindergarten Cop, definitely, definitely underrated. Well, there we go. Kindergarten Cop for us. For me, criminally underrated. For Alice, the same. Are we saying the, the same? same? I'm the with same. you. I'm right Criminally crunderated. It is crunderated. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us in the meantime, the email address is filmsandthatpod at gmail.com or on all the social medias. If you just search for Just Films and That, you'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube as well. We're on there. Um, we're on the television as well, aren't we, Alice? We are indeed. Every Friday from 6pm, you can find us on the local TV network. That means that if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. I'm also uploading all the videos to Daily Motion. so if you head on over there, type in Just Films and that, you'll be able to see exactly what it is we're up to. Yes, lots of ways to see us, hear us, get in touch with us. And thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. It's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.